And welcome back to the Hot Rod Hangout Podcast. Whoop, whoop. I'm Matt. And I'm Ashley. And this is episode 17. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Y'all have now listened to 16 episodes. Welcome to number 17. Yes. Thanks for hanging in. Yes. Thank you all for the the tens of tens of listeners that no, I'm just kidding. Y'all are killing it. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. So uh I mean we're we're pretty shocked at how far it's come already and Oh yes. Super, super grateful and very humbled and grateful for everyone that has liked, shared, commented, subscribed to the YouTube. Yes. And we don't even have that much on YouTube, and people are already subscribing. We have nothing on YouTube, basically. But we have a podcast. Yeah. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube if you want. Yep. But anyway. So. Um, and there'll be more content coming out. Yes. I feel on the YouTube. Yes. Especially. Um, but. The 32 will get started. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Tell, them, tell us if you'd like to see us wiring the garage. Because yeah. that'll be the next project, and then we'll get started on the 32, and yep. uh, there'll be some new car-related stuff coming, yeah. newer truck-related stuff. Um, yeah, and we'll give them a full tour of the our little shop. Yeah. I think it's turning out really good we, the way we got it set up. We can do a MTV Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> MTV Garage <laughs> Cribs. Thirteen twenty garage video, but yeah. So uh, thank y'all, thank y'all again. I uh, just want to start this off with saying um, we're going to say it in the beginning and the end. You know, we appreciate Swap It Fast coming on board with us. Yes, it's great to have y'all on board, and uh, also want to remind everyone. Well, before I do that, oh yeah. Um, in the in the description, um, there's the throttle addict where you go and use the code word hot rod and you save fifteen percent off. Yep. I need to make an order for before we go to Moultrie. Uh, but also we want to re- remind everyone that we are doing a pre order on t shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, you have roughly a week left. And I will put the order in, and as soon as they come in, I will get them shipped out to y'all. Yep. But we appreciate everybody that has showed support that way. Um, I promise there's going to be more designs that don't have giant QR codes <laughs> on their back. but It's uh, the first one going out. Yeah. So, but we, like I said, we appreciate, you know, everything, word of mouth, sharing it, you know, our biggest supporters and stuff like that. We appreciate every single one of y'all. And uh, we look forward to trying to get better every episode. Yes. And also, um, I think we've come up with the date of the first official hot rod hangout. Ooh. Cruise, food, I and I what's did. not to like about <laughs> food and cars. But um, it's going to be March 16th. Um. We don't exactly know where we're going to head. Um, it will be food-related. Yeah. Um, I have a couple places in mind. Um, I'm going to put that as a question um, in this podcast at the end, uh, a little poll, and also we'll talk further with it or more about it on Tuesday's live. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but if you can't make the Tuesday Live and you have an opinion and you live close to Central Florida and you'd be wanting to come out to that, feel free to shoot me a message. Um, it may be we go here one time, we go here somewhere else, we go, you know, another time. It it doesn't necessarily have to be the same place, but the cruising with the people will always be the same. We'll meet somewhere and then cruise out as a group. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the right thing to do. Maybe it's the wrong thing to do, but it's what we're going to do. And <laughs> if it seems like we need to make a change, then we'll adjust on the fly. Yeah. Kind of take it as it rolls. Well, we're brand new with this too. I mean. Yeah. And people do cruises and they, they're successful. People do car shows and they're successful. And it's just a matter of who we get out. Yeah. And I'm not, I've said it before, I'm not one for the sitting around in a parking lot, you know, waiting on your trophies. I'm more get out and drive your stuff, but I'm also a little thicker around the midsection, so I like food. (laughs) So if we are cruising to food, that's always better. Yeah. Um, But there are a couple places that uh, we have in mind. Um, Coney Island is one in Brooksville. They have a decent-sized parking lot. They support car events, so that's definitely something that we want to support. Um, that's also on a main road, so people would be able to see us drive. You know, they'd see us driving there and parked up, taking up a good portion of the parking lot, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> and also uh, Cracker Barrel in Brooksville and Lollygaggers in Wildwood. There's a whole bunch of different ones, and... We also, if if you know something local that's a little hole in the wall, um, you know, we're not trying to take a an all-day trip, but if it's, you know, an hour, under an hour from, you know, Bushnell, which is probably where the meetup place will be, yeah. um, you know, let us know. Um, and if we catch you along the way, turn around, catch up with us, or, you know, uh, if you got people coming from the same places, you know, get together and cruise over together and then ride out. You know, this is kind of just playing it by ear and figuring out what's going to work for, for everybody. Yep. So, oh, we also have barbecue and ice cream. Yes, in Dade City. Which, that was the first cruise that me and me, Ashley, Mom and Dad took. And, you know, they have good barbecue and good ice cream. Yep. Unfortunately, it should be barbecue or, or ice, ice cream, because <laughs> if you eat the barbecue, you're not going to have room for ice cream. Nope. But, so we're looking forward to that. Um, kind of just give some opinions. You know, would you rather it be all drive and meet at the place that we're going to meet at? Would you rather it be the same place every single time? You know, would you like exploring? You know, there's a whole bunch of different things that we can work out. And, you know, just like the car community, this is a community. So we're, you know, we're going to listen to what's going to make the most people happy. It's just going to make me happy to see old cars driving. Mm -hmm. So I'm covered, but it's going to be whatever works out best for, you know, the majority of the people. Yeah. Um our faithful listeners. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I 
we say it every episode, but it is purely awesome the response that we've gotten and there's good things coming. Um, awesome people that, you know, I still want to have on that we're still trying to work out. Um, and even if any of y'all, you know, if you're into cars and you want to come hang out with us, that's what this is all about. You don't have to have a big name or a big following or anything like that. You know, Lord knows we don't, (laughs) you know, uh, but if you can offer something, uh, a story, whether it's a funny story about cars or a road trip that you took, uh, you know, a bucket list build, you know, we want to hear about all of it. Yeah, because that'll be, I mean, just going to where we've already gone so far, whether it's shows, cruisings, whatever, you know, it's always awesome to hear the stories and half the time when we hear those stories, I'm like, well, darn it, I wish we had our podcast. That's yeah, because I mean, that's that's what this is. Like, we're here to talk about cars and stories and adventures and all that, so, you know. And also, you know, uh, I've had a couple people that I've reached out to and asked, you know, hey, would you want to do this or reached out and, you know, offered, you know, hey, come hang out. And we get the same response, oh, I don't know how to do that, or, you know, I, I've i never done that, I, and I don't know how good I'd be at it. Oh, we're not very good at it. <laughs> but, you know, if you're talking cars, that's that's what this is all about, is, you know, connecting people. And who knows, if you're not local to us and you come on the podcast, there may be somebody that's, you know, right up the road from you that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, on the live on Tuesday, we had somebody that grew, that lives where Ashley grew up. Yep. And they don't know each other, <laughs> you know, um, which Ashley wasn't that into cars at that point. So no. maybe if she would have been, they would have ran into each other. But, you know, it's all about the connections and... Mm-hmm. And getting to talk to people and hearing different perspectives because not everyone, you know, we've we've had guests on and I've talked about it. You know, the things that my dad was into, I kind of changed. And I, I didn't really, you know, he was more, uh, you know, 60s and 72 muscle, you know, muscle cars. And he had a, a truck of that era and you know, cars of that era and where I kind of went a little younger in the fifties with Michelangelo and, you know, the thirties with yep. moonshine and, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm kind of been on a model a model T kick lately. You know, like <laughs> those, those cars are cool right now yep. uh, to me. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's where my, state my you know there for a little while it was i want a 63 to 66 c10 because that was what Mm -hmm. i was going to build um you know it's i don't have a a die hard it has to be this to be cool but i feel like also with i mean right now you know we're hooked on you're hooked on model a's model t's whatever but i feel like if somebody were to walk up to you and be like okay what from the 50s, what from the 60s, what from the 70s. Oh, yeah. You have a favorite car for every right. decade that there is. 
you have more favorites over, you know, you favor well, and there, ones and there's over there's bucket builds. Like, I still want to do a C10. I still want to do either a three-door Suburban or a carry-all, you know, with the way that me and you have talked about building it for you, you know, as like a little family cruiser. Yeah. Um, Get rid of my mom car. <laughs> that'd still be a mom car. It would just be an old mom car. Badass mom car. <laughs> but, you know, and, uh, you know, I've the lifted trucks, you know, lifted older, old school, you know, whether it be old Ford F1s or, you know, the original F-150s. You know, the square bodies, the C10s. I mean, they all have a place. And they're, they're clean. Some of the ones oh, that yeah. have popped up on Facebook. But then there's the other drastic side of things where things are slammed. Like that one, what was it, a Hummer that we saw on Facebook? The six wheel, yeah. Oh, and it was slammed. And I'm just like, okay, the, I'm not a Hummer person by any means. I think they're big and boxy. But seeing it slam like that, I was like, Okay, that is a good-looking vehicle. Well, then it goes back to, you know, everything, everything looks good laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, long beds, long bed C10s look really, really good laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they don't look great at all stock. <laughs> but if you lift them and you keep the rims and tire package to an old school rims and tire package, like a 15 and a 35, Mm -hmm. those trucks look killer. Yeah. Up or down. (laughs) Not standard. Stock height. (laughs) You know, and then there's vehicles, you know, uh, the Apaches, the 50s, the late 50s Apache trucks. They look killer anywhere. Especially on the ground. I do look real good on the ground. (laughs) But, you know, there's not, you know, and then, you know, muscle cars, they have stance and wheels make the car. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many times that we watch these TV shows and it's a beautiful car. Yeah. And then they put rubber band tires. Well, Mm -hmm. now it doesn't look cool anymore. Yeah. You know, it's a. It's a badass car with an a, an asterisk behind it. Well, it's a badass car if you put 15s back on it. Yeah. You know, or rims that don't fit the build, mm-hmm. you know. It's like you can still appreciate it. Of, yeah, that's a nice build, but there's something off about it. Mm-hmm. There's that one little thing. Like, if you have a generic, well, I shouldn't say generic, but if you have a theme throughout the whole car, you want to stick with that theme throughout the whole car. You don't want it to be like rat rod and then put white walls on it, or you don't want to put, I mean, depending. White walls will fit. White walls, classic cars. I mean, that that fits pretty much everywhere, but mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. You yeah. don't want to put billet 22s on yes. a rat rod. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, um, you want to kind of, if you're building a car, for 50s era, which is kind of where we stay. The 50s and 60s eras is mm-hmm. kind of, no matter what vehicle, that's kind of the era I like to, uh, that's where most of our builds will yeah. be, is in that era. We just take bodies from 32s. Well, no, but it's still, you know, um, that 32, when it's done, will look like someone bought a 32 in 1950, and they they did it the way that, it would have been done. There's not going to be, 
billet wheels. There's not going to be billet interior. There's not, you know, there's going to be very minimal interior because it's literally what someone could have built back then. It's going to have a newer small block in it, but the intake that I'm going with fits the old school small block. Right. You know, it's something that you could have built. You know, um, yes, there's going to be parts that are new. Not saying that I'm going to source everything out of a junkyard, Mm -hmm. but they're going to appear to be of that era. Right. But with that being said, if you dig big wheels on a Chevelle, Mm -hmm. if if it's your car and you want to put big wheels on it, that's fine. But it's going to fit in the category for me, which doesn't make it gospel. It just makes it my opinion, and everybody has one. Mm-hmm. Some of them stink, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know, when we were doing motorcycle stuff, mm-hmm. and we were looking at motorcycles to to flip, you know, you would look, you'd go look at a motorcycle, and you would say, you know, me and my dad would go look at a motorcycle, and as we're talking about it, well, the price is right. But, you know, 30 minutes in a, 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 a flat wrench would, you know, make that worth this much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, for lack of a better way to say it, ungaying or un, unfucking something that they thought was cool mm-hmm. makes it less value because you have to find somebody just like elaborate paint jobs. You have to find the guy that wants that paint job. Or flaming mirrors. Like (laughs) blue flame mirrors. They were chrome and he was going to paint them blue to match his bike. Which is, I sold him. Mm -hmm. Told him to send me a picture. He never did. So maybe he decided when he got home that they looked real good billet. And Mm. I would have agreed more that they looked nicer non-blue. But... They were still a little on the the hanky side, and yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to ride with spiky flames pointing at my hands. But, but that's found, his decision. Yeah. It's his bike; he can do whatever he wants to do to it. You found that one guy that wanted those flame mm-hmm. mirrors, but then when he goes to sell it, they'll sell that bike. They might not like them. They might not like them. And I feel like with bikes, it's more common than cars in to a degree yes but i mean even like um you buy a vehicle and you don't like the wheels yeah you know you buy a vehicle and you don't like the running boards the steps true uh you know some people don't like patina Mm -hmm. so they immediately are gonna you know take the poppies off and and shoot it with a real color I would cry. (laughs) (laughs) But it is what it is. You know, that's their car. If shiny paint does it for you, Mm -hmm. I'm stressed for you. Make sure you drive it. (laughs) But, you know, if that's what, if that's what you like, that's what you like. Right. You don't have to like the checklist, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the one thing, and I've mentioned it before, that's the one thing that I or not the one thing, but that's one thing about this culture that I kind of get down on is I'm not building that car or that car wasn't built for me. 
Right. That car was built for that guy. Mm-hmm. It You don't have to. And, yes, there are a bunch of builds that kind of follow the same line. Mm-hmm. If you build a 63 to 66 C10, quite possibly it's going to look exactly like a simple C10 build. Right. Simple C10 on YouTube. Shout out. <laughs> Talk to me. Um, but, you know, with the cupped bags sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's not I, I like the I like his build. Yeah. But some people don't want it to sit that low. Some people don't think that that age of a truck should have twenty two steel wheels on it. Right. You know, in my opinion, he does it right with using transporter, which mm-hmm. are twenty twos, but they're solid. So it looks like an old school wheel. Yeah. It's just giant. And he uses that because it requires a twenty two the way that he slams them on the ground. And, you know, sometimes you have to deal with the bullshit Mm -hmm. and you have to pick the best option that fits. Right. And I, so I I slightly retract my statement because now things are, as you're talking more, (laughs) things are popping into my head. I mean, even dad's truck, like that truck was built to the specs of the previous owner. Mm -hmm. Just looking at, just looking at the interior, Mm -hmm. I mean, the seats and the, shifter i mean that fit him Mm -hmm. possibly physically fit him better than it fits anybody else but that fit him granted we all still love the the seats that are in it we just got to get it to the right height for him Mm -hmm. but i mean you're you're dead on with all of that you know i mean and you know uh, a good example on dad's truck is that shifter Mm -hmm. you know dad loves the shifter yeah. I love the shifter in that truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny, the first thing he said was he'd chop the shifter. Yeah. Th- that shifter's not going in the 32. Mm-hmm. The shifter in the 32 is going to be tucked and hidden. One, because of the way it's getting built. Right. And two... I'm not small. You're not small. Mm-mm. We have to have as much room in the front of that cab yeah. as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine that cab with a shifter in it, with mm-hmm. an actual like four or five speed, three yeah. speed shifter. Mm-mm. That would be, that would not be cool. I mean, we sat in <laughs> it. I feel like we sat in it together. With oh, yeah. absolutely and, nothing in it, and it was it was okay. Like we fit well, in it comfortably. Me and, me and you have went for drives in in Dad's thirty four short drives. Yeah, and you can get comfortable, but it takes. You know, I I see what he's saying. Um, with a longer trip, I I see where, you know, your your throttle pet. I mean, the the passenger obviously can stick their legs straight out, and it gets more yeah. comfortable over there. But having your foot cocked at an angle would get, mm-hmm. you know, it would put stress on stuff that you don't normally stress on a daily basis. So I, yeah. I get it. But he's tried to do what he can do with it, and it might be as good as it gets. Yeah. Because um, he's also, he's not like super tall, but he it, he does have some height to him. So like if you raise those seats anymore, then his head's going to be sticking out the roof. Yeah. So it's a delicate balance that we've got to find for him. But I... 
I mean, when when we went on the cruises and when me and mom went on the little cruise, <laughs> she about fit perfect. <laughs> yeah, she she fits in the truck, but she's also tiny, about half of my weight. <laughs> so I mean, then that or not about she is, but you know that is that's something that you deal with in thirties mm. cars. Yeah, you know the people back then were five foot tall. Yeah, we're not anymore. Yeah. Um, they were also, you know, skinny. Yeah. They couldn't afford to, you know, eat. <laughs> and they didn't have all the processed food and everything like that. Yeah. But that's that's a different uh, rant for a, <laughs> some other podcast. Yeah. Um, but. but, yeah, and, then, and we, every time we go somewhere, I try to make it a point to go look at something that might not fit my image of what the car should have been done like, mm-hmm. but I like to go look at it and see the engineering that they did to make it that way. Right. You know, um, I've don't know if I've said it on a podcast, but I don't understand roundy round racing, but <laughs> the little bit of exposure I had to it, I wanted to learn because the fact that they can make those cars go that fast and then turn and maintain any somewhat of speed is amazing. I mean, when from what you've told me, because that was pre Ashley, yeah. But but that's what you do. You you find something new, and you know what in that scenario, like you put. I'm sure you put your heart and soul into that, oh, even yeah. though it wasn't your thing. You still learned everything you could about it. I mean, I was a hairdresser for six years, and you have more hair related TikToks. <laughs> than i would have ever expected in between cars and everything else then there's a random hair tiktok and like you had no desire no but your phone listens to you yeah (laughs) but and also it it gives you know i want in every conversation or uh relationship obviously not love relationship because married happily but (laughs) You know, in every conversation or relationship that I have, I want to understand the other person. Yeah. You know, that way, at the end of the day, if something does happen or a comment gets said mm-hmm. or you build a car that doesn't really fit, well, why? Yeah. You know, um, a good, for instance, is, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, you know, he had... Michelangelo in a four door. And I was like, oh man, you know, cool. I have a I have a two door. And he's like, Yeah, I really wanted the two door, but you know, my wife and two little girls love riding in the car with me. Mm-hmm. He goes, And I don't know if you know this or not. He goes, I don't know if your seats are like this. He goes, but two door seats malfunction. <laughs> And I got to thinking, and I'm like, yeah, tilting my mm-hmm. seats up, it's one at a time because they yeah. fold in on each other. Yeah, they're a little He's little like, wonky. so that's why he went with a four-door. It yeah. fit his needs. Right. The car was badass. Mm-hmm. It was, if I didn't have the 32 and I was going to build the 54, they looked pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Not going to say I have one exactly like that because <laughs> – it was not orange, and it wasn't a two-door. It was a four-door, and it was a Bel Air car, and it, you know, it had 
it was very well tastefully done. Mm-hmm. But he decided I need a four door because what we're trying to accomplish is to get everyone involved. Right. And his wife and daughters love going for rides with him. Mm-hmm. So if he's by himself, he puts up with the bullshit of I have a four door. Right. But when dad gets home, we can all hop in and go to ice cream and not have to worry about the seats collapsing and not getting home. Yeah. You know, so everything, anybody, anybody that builds a car or works on a car or buys a car done even has a reason for why they did that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some stuff is function. Yeah. Some stuff is form. Uh, you know, some of it's financial, I feel. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you but, you know, you a, a good another instance. And and I hate to keep using dad's truck, but that's the only truck that we've been, you know, kind of working on. Mm-hmm. You know, he the one mirror, the driver's side mirror was a little loose. Right. And he didn't think he could get it tight. So he was going to order a set of mirrors and he did research and he was like, well, you know, they sell a four inch mirror. Which. They sell a three inch and they sell a four inch. Well, the four inch is, it's only an inch, mm-hmm. but it would give him a little more visibility. Right. Which ended up backfiring because those are four inches on his truck already. <laughs> but, you know, it was, the four inches would be bigger. It mm-hmm. would detract. His thought process was he had three inches. So, right. you know, that extra inch would give him a little more visibility, but it would also be bigger on the side of the truck. Well, Sometimes you have to say, well, is it better to see what's behind you or is it better than to look cool? (laughs) You know, that's a decision you have to make. And usually there's a time in your life where that decision flips. Right. You know, in the motorcycles. Mm -hmm. When I first got into bikes... My dad was the smallest light you could possibly have. It's got turn <laughs> signals. You couldn't see them because they're so tiny. They didn't put off a lot of light. You know, we went minimal. Right. And then he flipped. Mm-hmm. And we didn't put god-awful lights on it, but we went with stock lights with the brightest bulbs that you could possibly put in there because it's good to be seen. Yeah. The same with a car, you know, um, the 32, you know, I, I could have went to a a junkyard or I could have went to a swap meet and I could have found those lights, Mm -hmm. but they'd have been 90 year old lights, you know, or 92 year old lights, you know, and the lenses may have been smoked or they may have been, you know, they're glass. Yeah. So instead, I bought rep- uh, reproduction lights. They're mm-hmm. still glass, yeah, but they're gonna they're a better light. Yeah, they still look like they're gonna fit the part. But yeah, they they're they're identical to stock. Yeah, but it's a glass lens that says stop on it on both sides. Yeah, you know, and it's going to do the it's going to serve the purpose better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headlights. I have a set of headlights for it. 
But if I put them on there and they don't do what I want them to do, I'm going to go to a bigger headlight. The reason I bought them was because I was at a motorcycle swap meet because we were selling motorcycle parts. <laughs> and I was like, hey, that matches kind of the picture I have in the head in my head for that truck. So I bought them. Yeah. Um, they may be for sale soon. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, hit me up on Swap It Fast. And, and I mean, it's going to be process of elimination no matter what. And I feel that one benefit of us building a 50s genre car truck yeah. now is you can do the upgrades of electronics and things like mm -hmm. that. Granted, we're not going to go in there and put like a huge sound system and all that stuff. Right. But the stuff that's important, we can actually do good mm -hmm. quality, good quality lights, good quality light uh, wiring like we're doing on dad's truck. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all are. I'm supervising. <laughs> but, you know, we're able to now put the quality in where it needs to be. So that way you can drive safer and better and be able to go on the cruises and not have so many, hey, we need to pull over moments and just have a good time. Well, Granted, I mean, the even, the, even the ignition systems. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, we're going from points ignition to... You know, Dad's truck has a distributor, uh, an HEI distributor with a coil. The 54 was 6 volts. It's now 12 volts mm -hmm. uh, with a distributor, HEI distributor in it. Um, the 32 will have, um, unless I come across a magneto that's I can get in my price range, it will have an HEI distributor all in one. Um it worked the last time, so if anyone out there in the internet land has a magneto for we, a small block Chevrolet, or we just, we go, we'll check out Swap It Fast. Yeah, it's already on there. Oh. <laughs> of course, it is. You're on top of it. I've already posted it, but uh, yeah, and that's you know, um, and that's and that's another thing you you said financial. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that I wanted to do to that truck. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Big blow. You know, I wanted, yeah, I, I wanted a, a, a blown small block in it. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the goal for the truck was I was going to build it. And I wasn't, basically I was going to, the motor that I bought was literally going to go in it. And I was going to try to piece together a motor as I could afford it. Um, unfortunately, uh, I don't have more than I spent on the cab and chassis to buy a blower yeah, <laughs> um, and then still have to put it on a motor. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just didn't fit. But the three deuces fits the look that I was going for. That will work. So I'm going to put a Lopi cam in it and, and it'll sound good. And, yep. you know, it'll, it'll be able to roll them over if necessary, <laughs> you know, and, and that's all it, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to win any drag racing. I, I no. said on Tuesday's, you know, thing, I'd love to, I'd love to do sick week. Mm -hmm. I don't think I want to race it. Yeah. Um, one, I don't want to put seatbelts in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's not enough room to put a cage in it. Um, no. there's definitely not enough room for that. And, you know, I, I don't want to run, I may run lap belts. Um, but I don't want to have to put them in there yeah because uh everyone that has put a car together or a truck together 
knows that, you know, the the majority of your money is spent on the last 90% or mm-hmm. or 10% rather. Um, you know, 10% of your money is 90% of the work and 90% of your money is that last 10% pushing it to the finish line. Mm-hmm. So I know there's going to be some stuff at the end that, you know, it's going to have to be, well, wants and needs. Yeah. It needs to run. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily have to have a blower. Right. Would it be cool? <laughs> Definitely. You know, it, it doesn't need to to lift the front end off the ground at red lights. Yeah. Would it be cool? Hella cool. <laughs> but it don't need to. You know, I don't need to go put some, you know, if I was building that truck to go fast, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have started with a pull-out crate or a pull-out motor. I would have went and bought, you know, a... If budget was no option, I'd, I'd, I'd have called up, you know, Musi or Proline and said, you know, <laughs> or any of them guys. I mean, they all build great products and be like, hey, send me the baddest bitch you got that'll fit a small block platform. Yeah. But in the same sense, too, I mean, especially with the 32, we're pl- that's going to be a long term. So even if we get it, we get it up and running and we take yeah. it to shows for a year or two. If we still have Michelangelo, Michelangelo will be on garage duty for a little <laughs> while while we do some things to it mm-hmm. while we're cruising around in the 32. And then later on, we can always swap them. Yeah, we'll bring it back. And yeah. and, and anyone that says, like, that a car is done. No. <laughs> it's never done. You're, you're always making small adjustments mm-hmm. or tweaks to make it better or yep. prettier or lower or taller depending on what vehicle you're in our yard saved up enough for that blower (laughs) (laughs) no i I don't think i don't think the 32 will ever have a blower um just that truck to me i mean yes it would be cool Mm -hmm. but to me that truck is going to be more of the reliable reliable cruiser Mm -hmm. you know um it's definitely not going to be a cross-country truck um uh, I don't, I don't see us ever driving that truck to California or Pigeon Forge or or, or Texas or even Moultrie. I mean, I will load it on a trailer and take it to any of those places and yeah. and uh, in gas or garage terminology, terrorize every neighborhood. And, <laughs> you know, um, but the fifty four, if it sticks around when that car gets redone. That car will be built to, I can put it up on the interstate, set it at yeah. 80 and go. Yeah. You know, it's, I will do the front end to Mustang too. I will, it'll end up with a fuel injected, either small block or LS with an automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's got a decent rear end in it on, already because of the, the S10 five speed swap. Um, it may end up with ac it may end up you know the interior would be comfortable enough that you know you could go do that yeah but and that's another thing is just because you have a car it's okay for it not to do everything great yeah you know if it's a solid you know uh if it's a solid sunday cruiser Mm mm-hmm 
and it does all right on two-hour trips. Cool. If it's really, really great, but it's not good short hop, that's fine too. Like you have to, the mission of the car has to match the mission that you want it. Yeah. If you're a Sunday cruise guy, that car doesn't need to go to California. Right. If you're a road trip guy, (laughs) it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to sound nasty pulling in and backing in at at a, a poker run or a bar or, or a cruising, right? You know, you don't have to. It doesn't have to pull out and shoot flames and make blower noises <laughs> at a cackle fest. That's not what the car was built for. Right. So whenever you're building a car, you have to think of okay, what do I want this car to do? And it's never going to be great at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, blowers, turbos nitrous uh big lopy cams big like big cams they're not as reliable as a motor that's never been touched mm-hmm. i mean that's plain and simple facts there's no nobody can argue that the 300 horsepower ls motor is or i'm sorry the 2,500 horse twin turbo Chinese hairdryer hanging <laughs> LS motor is as reliable as the 300 horsepower motor that you started with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not, right. you know, and unless you have cubic dollars that can go have billet parts made, but then they're still not as reliable because billet, aluminum, all of that. I mean, they have different heat cycles. They have different, you know, it's okay to pick a lane and stick with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't have to, and this is hard because my bike was the opposite of this, but you don't have to be the fastest everywhere you go. Right. You don't have to run with your hair on fire everywhere (laughs) you go. Um. Unless that's what you're looking for. Right. And then build it and be prepared. You know, I got fortunate on my bike didn't do this, but be prepared that if you beat on it every day, mm-hmm. you know, my growing up, my dad always said, don't beat on your daily. Well, if you have a hot rod and you're daily in it, don't, put it up against the curb at pigeon rod run and, and send a smoke show. Right. You know, don't pull up and hit the two step on your race car and then expect it to carry you to work tomorrow. Yeah. Or don't be mad when it doesn't carry you to work tomorrow. <laughs> you know, the, there's every single car, every single person has a different perspective of what they need out of a car. Right. You know, uh, a good example, my mom and dad. That truck is their little cruiser. Mm-hmm. If I called them tomorrow and said, hey, Pops, you're going with me to Moultrie. Let's take the 34. Uh, I'm losing my riding partner because he's going to think that I lost my mind. 
But if he called me and said, "Hey, no, we're going to take the 54," I would lose my I would lose him because I would tell him like, "You're silly. I can't take that car that far." Yeah. You know, that's just it's not in the cards mm-hmm. for those. Right. Um but if, you know, uh Scott's uh Scott, the guy we met and had on the podcast with. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, his, his suburban carry all, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a driver. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful truck. Yes. <laughs> but he's not scared to put some miles on it. <laughs> no. And it's reliable. Yeah. But it's built for that purpose. Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to beat anybody red light to red light. Mm-mm. But if you extend it out three or four red lights, I get I, I bet it'll be right there with you. Okay, and I mean it's because I'm sure part of that too has to do with the fact that that's his wife's car. Mm-hmm. Just like I mean, I know you, and ever since day one, it's I always drive the more reliable vehicle out of anything in the yard, just try. for the. Huh? I try to make it that way, <laughs> but. And I mean, there were plenty of times where, especially when I had my god awful cruise, you gave me your truck and you took the cruise, even though you were driving further, because you didn't want me to be stuck. Even if I was fifteen minutes away from the house, you'd rather be the one to handle that situation because, especially at that time, I would have, I would have lost my, I lost my mind. I wouldn't have known what to do other than to call you in a panic. I still remember to this day. When I was working at the salon and I was coming back from Wildwood and my car had that overheating issue and I called you immediately and went and took the radiator cap off and me being a silly goose just continued to unscrew it and the thing just popped off and fell into the engine bay and I couldn't see because it was 930 at night and you came and rescued me and probably took you five minutes to get to me even though it was 20 minutes away but you started letting me take your truck the next day because because you always gave me the more reliable and also you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into one type of build right i mean ryan ryan gilmore with you know cooped up 31 Mm -hmm. he has a coop that he's gonna he puts miles on it yeah um it does, you know, it, it's his little cruiser car, but the roadster he's building, <laughs> you're probably not going to see it on the road very much. Right. Um, you know, definitely local. I'm, I, I assume he'll drive, drive the piss out of it local, but mm-hmm. that's definitely not going to be a car you can hop up on 75. You're going to have a hard time on 301. I mean, that's probably going to be a 50, 55 mile an hour screaming mm-hmm. car, but that's the mission for that build is to be as traditional as it can be and to go compete at Trog. Yep. Which is I mean that that's an awesome awesome endeavor and I hope to make it there one day. I don't know if I'll ever have anything mm-hmm. traditional enough to to participate. Yeah. But what they're doing with those cars is is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they fit that avenue of a build right you know there's there is a road or a path for 
everyone Mm -hmm. from bone stock to mild to custom with a K (laughs) to full out, you know, just, uh, you know, spaceship builds. Yeah. Um, and there's builders out there that are, I mean, pushing the envelope and absolutely mind blowing builds. Mm -hmm. Um, Ian Rossell with uh, full custom, you know, with that Space Junkie 2.0 or 2.5, whatever it's on now. Car's got half a rim that floats. I mean, that, like, the steering wheel is like a U-shape. It It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not a practical build. That's an unloaded out of the trailer. Right. And go show it off. And it does great at that. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, the amount of money that you put into a vehicle, you should be able to have that much fun out of it. And looking at that car in my garage would make me sad, not happy. So don't don't get me wrong. I would love to have that car. But (laughs) (laughs) it would... I would immediately have to do stuff again, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. I would have to do stuff to make it to where it's more of a driver-friendly car. And not only that, but also our current location. Unfortunately, we are on a dirt road. We can't have those shiny, shiny paint, you know, because... To a point, but our our road is a little... uh, less lower low friendly than yes. <laughs> than some other roads um that doesn't mean that I'm not going to put the 32 as low as I can possibly get it yeah we but, just we just straddle one of the tire marks <laughs> as we go down the road but um well the front's as low as it's going to be I'm pretty sure but so I'll just make the rear end match and yeah. I'm using the body to make it appear lower because mm-hmm. the cap's channeled and I'm going to channel the bed to match. Right. So it's going to look five inches lower than it really is. So yeah. because, you know, uh, the lower your vehicle, uh, just like we were watching a YouTube Corey Wheat Custom before we got on here. And, you know, they're doing a C10 with the six speed mm-hmm. with an LS and uh, LSA, I believe. Um, and he went to sit it on the ground. It was a chopping block chassis, and he went to sit it on the ground, and it's sitting on the pan, the trans pan. Yep. Well, that's not good. You don't want anything hanging below your frame because anything that hangs below your frame is subject to no longer be there when you arrive it. Yes. <laughs> and depending on what falls off, you may be uh, on the side of the road trying to <laughs> get a truck, to, you know, and especially on – Cars that are low, mm-hmm. you know, you you lose an oil pan on the side of the road. Uh, you're winching it on a trailer to get it home to where you can try to jack it up to get underneath of it. Right. You know. Uh, you know, you lose exhaust. Well, mm-hmm. you can make it home. Just be loud. Yeah. But. Depending on where you lose the exhaust, if you lose it up next to the header, you don't really want to run open headers on certain motors because cool air, when it shuts off, sucks back in. 
now you, you know, messed up a motor to prove a point. But, and again, there's, there's so many different, um, attitudes towards, you know, what is cool. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, and again, this is my opinion, um, if you dig what you're doing or what your car's about, cool. With that being said, there's always going to be something you would change. Hmm. You know, no car is ever done. Mm-hmm. If if you ever can look at your truck and go, or your truck or car and go, yep, that's it. Nope. <laughs> uh, there's something there that you would have done differently mm-hmm. or a corner you cut to make it that you said you'd get back to that you never did. Right. And a lot of times uh, more on the shiny paint world than, you know, kind of what we deal in. But uh, I remember, you know, my dad and me are two different uh, when it comes to keeping stuff, you know, shiny and clean. (laughs) Maybe that's why he has a shiny truck and I don't. (laughs) Um, But, and little nicks or scratches or, dings that the normal person won't see Mm -hmm. if it's your car you know exactly where it's at and it doesn't matter if you're across a football field (laughs) that little tiny speck where a wrench slipped Mm -hmm. you can see it yeah and he's more on the paint and the dents and the dings and stuff like that where i'm more on if they're together, they should be the same. Yeah. You know, I will take and pull out a micrometer to figure out that your exhaust is, you know, that's my thing. You know, we mm-hmm. we put dual exhaust on his when he had the bagger and a job that was probably done in, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. I was still out there tweaking the exhaust for another 35 minutes because... Yeah. It didn't look right. Mm -hmm. And then finally he was like, it is right. And he tilted the bike up and I went, well, that looks better. (laughs) But it was the look, you know, the optical Mm -hmm. illusion of it sitting on the center, on, not on the center stand on the, on the, as Harley calls it, the jiffy stand (laughs) that, you know, it, it gave the illusion that it looked like it was down and, or turned or tweaked. You know, there's, there's certain things that I do get. Like, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. Um, a good, for instance, of that is the neighbor. He had front and rear bumpers powder-coated to put on his truck. Mm-hmm. He has a, again, not my style, but he has a dually 24s. It's a, it's a big billet diesel or a dually, Ford dually. It's a beautiful truck. Mm-hmm. Turns the lights on. It's like daylight. Yep. <laughs> um, but he got new bumpers front and rear for it. And we're putting the bumpers on and he stands back and he's like, yeah, it's perfect. And I'm like, no, it's really not though. And we tweaked it a little bit more and tweaked it a little bit more and kind of come to the conclusion that the front bumper was never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to remember that people built this. I mean, it's not, you know, they didn't have the truck when they built it. Mm -hmm. So, 
maybe the Ford guy put that bumper bracket on just a smear lower, right. you know, and they didn't account for that because they didn't have the truck in front of them. And, you know, it, it come down to, Hey bud, that is that good. And it was, yeah, it's good enough. And to me, I would probably still be getting that bumper back yeah. because I would have taken it back off and, and done what was necessary to make it perfect. Right. Some things are perfectly imperfect. All of our vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're doing something for somebody else, it adds pressure mm-hmm. to make it perfect. Right. You know, you don't want that person to come out and go, that bumper's crooked or them pipes are crooked or, you know, you don't want that. So, uh, you know, it just, and with that being said is you don't have to be that way. If good enough is good enough for you or, you know, I, you cut corners to get somewhere that that's understandable Mm. to me. I would cut a corner to get somewhere, but then when it got home, I would take it back apart to, yeah, and to I get feel, it there. And I feel like a lot of the things that you want to be perfect, it's obviously not the paint. <laughs> it's not the interior, but it's the stuff that actually matters. It's, you know, getting that bolt and getting that situated right. It's getting the exhaust that you need on a motorcycle to be level. It's, you know, things like that that are necessity. Some of it some of it is no one will ever notice. Yeah. But just like that that ding or paint chip, mm-hmm. you know, no one will ever notice it, but you will. Yeah. And, you know, I think, and that's part of this world, this world strives so hard for per- perfection that sometimes we miss the enjoyment. Yeah. And, you know, what kind of got us into this. And sometimes you got to take a step back and go, no, nah, I'm, you know, uh, you know, not not getting too far off of cars, but you know, sometimes even in life, you're looking at your life and you're like, as ah, you know, not really going my way. But if you would take a step back and think about it, you know, we're we're drawing breath every day, and you know, you have somebody, you know, your support system is there for you. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's not right in your face until it gets put up and or you know questioned mm-hmm. you got to step back and take a look at it and you know you get uh and and this is where it ties in with cars you know the other day I'm I'm looking out there and the chassis is still sitting there and the front end and the rear end are still sitting there and I haven't done anything on it and I'm like man I'm slacking <laughs> But took a step back and went, well, but I got the 54 worked on. I got mm-hmm. this done. I got this done. You know, we're still trying to move in, uh, trying to get electric in the shop, trying to do this stuff. So sometimes you have to think like, oh, okay, well, I didn't get this done, but I got these four other things done. Right. You know, uh, and don't take, uh, and it. this is a hard one for me even is people offering help. Uh, Don't be scared to ask for help. (laughs) Because, you know, the 
the garage, you know, when we started to move into that, it, I got overwhelmed. There was a lot of shit that I needed to get in the garage, but it was uh, paralysis by over and over and analyzing an analyst. It was, yes. Thank you. You know, uh, sometimes you got to break it down and okay, I'm going to get this little thing done towards my goal. And that's, that's cars. I mean, you got sometimes, uh, hopefully after they're together, you don't have that, you know, it's just little things that you're trying to change. But you know, when you're, you're starting from basically nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to think, okay, today I'm going to accomplish getting the motor tore apart and getting the parts ordered today or tomorrow I'm going to get the chassis cleared, which the chassis is cleared now. Okay. Today I'm going to do this rail tomorrow. I'm going to do that rail and just step by step by step. Take little bites. Yep. So little baby steps. I I call them little baby steps. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you know, and, and, and also, you know, we've we've had quite a few guests and they've kind of all said similar things and you know, don't be scared. Don't mm-hmm. don't be scared to mess up. Uh that's the one good thing about older cars. Yeah. Uh everything that you do can be undone. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes you need a grinder. <laughs> you know, uh you know, I'm I'm uh, not saying like you've never chopped anything like just go chop all the pillars and hope for the best mm. but if it's something that you want to learn don't be scared to ask somebody that knows how to do it yeah if it's something that you want to tackle you know go for it mm-hmm. you know it was broke when you got to it <laughs> you know i mean uh that that was one thing i had told caden uh, you know, he, he was really, really interested and, and he really wanted to do something with an LS in it. And I told him, I said, buy an LS. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Buy an LS, take it apart. Buy it, the, you know, buy a blown up motor. Mm-hmm. It's never going to run again anyway. Right. You know, there's two options. You take it apart and you put it back together and it runs great or you take apart a motor that doesn't run and you put it back together and it still doesn't run you did not make it better or worse (laughs) you know uh and but you learned okay because a lot of times you know if you've never been around it you don't know oh well why did why did that have to go in first right until you don't put it in first and then go to put that part in and go, oh, well, that would have been way easier if that head was, you know. <laughs> That's obviously a, a big example, but you put the heads on and then go, oh, where do these four pistons go? <laughs> well, you can't put them in from the bottom. <laughs> so now the head's got to come back off again, you know, and stuff like that. So it is what it is. And, and the more you do, the more you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And some lessons are more expensive than others yes uh some lessons uh some shortcuts take you a longer time Mm -hmm. like driving to go pick up a chassis that was not what it was listed as but uh 
you know, made the drive mm-hmm. <laughs> and got down there and ended up with some steering parts not for my mm-hmm. truck. Oh, <laughs> we got some shocks for Yeah, we got some shocks, but and it was also I mean, I know it it might not seem like a whole lot to a lot of people, but it was a fun adventure for us to go down there. I've yeah. never been down there. Um, so it was a little fun adventure to, you know, go and driving the big dodge because <laughs> you get to drive it every day i don't <laughs> well and that's another thing is part of this you know part of the car car culture or scene or 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 you know really it's not just cars but you know mainly what we focus on is cars because that's what we do um sometimes it's the adventure that makes the story mm-hmm. you know uh Things that go smoothly, you rarely talk about. Yeah. You know. Have we had a smooth trip anywhere? The 50, well, yeah, the 54 star got frog. I don't think so. <laughs> and it, and it. Well, no. It's never uh, been... Dad's 34. Bringing it home was relatively smooth. Yeah. None yeah. of our stuff. Well, no, the the thirty two. Yeah, the thirty two. That was, and we got to meet Ryan. Yeah, so that, that's good. Yeah, there's positives, but you can take a positive out of everything, you right. know. And that's that's what you need to focus on. Uh, a lot of times, um, with everything going on in life, uh, you tend to focus on the negative, mm-hmm. and there's a positive in everything. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, my job started, I got my job because I lost my job mm-hmm. and I ended up in a good place. You know, I, I, I landed good and I appreciate, you know, where I ended up and, and for the most part, it's a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the experience that, you know, of the motorcycle swap puts you in contact with you're now boss. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so that, you know, all adventures and meeting people. I mean, you never know whether you meet them face to face, whether you meet them online, whether you meet, you know, uh, you know, whether you meet them on Swap It Fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you get talking to somebody and or you ask for a part just put it out into the internet. You know, I, I didn't know Swap It Fast exist when I found that part. Yeah. But I just put it out in into, you know, the, the internet land. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Randy Jackson reached out to me from Gaster Garage and, hey, I have one of those. And now I I have someone out there that deals with what we deal, you know, with the fifty with the fifties cars. Right. You know, um and the same goes for him. If he called me and I had something, I would ship it in a heartbeat to him. Yeah. Uh, not because I feel like I owe him, but because that's what this is all about mm-hmm. is helping each other. You know, he wasn't using that part. Right. It didn't, you know, it, it, it's not like he broke his car to, to fix mine. Um, so with that being said, you know, it, it, it helped out another a fellow car guy. And I appreciate that. And that's what we're trying to do is if we can grow this to where 
the people in your communities know each other and you're looking for something specific and say you put it on swap it fast and and no one reaches out to you mm-hmm. you can put it out you know if if i was to buy a model a tomorrow i know that i could call 90% of the people that were at that little gathering with at Ryan's house mm-hmm. and say hey i'm looking for this right. or i want to do this and I know that somebody in that group would be like, I have one or I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I would love to come up and help you. Yeah. You know, that's that's what we're trying to accomplish is getting people that don't have the knowledge with mm-hmm. people that do have the knowledge. Right. As long as the people without knowledge aren't done learning. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to and, – and it's not – not everybody you meet is going to be is going to fit that category, mm-hmm. but majority of the people in the car world love cars yep. for the reason of they want to share this passion. Mm-hmm. You know, there's guys out there that have cars tucked that they don't want to talk about, whether they hold a place and and they're not for sale or they're not you know they're not. Uh, they're not going anywhere. They're going to they're going to die with those cars. But if you get in good with those people, they might not be ready to let that Model A that's sitting in their yard that I seen moved to a different <laughs> place so I know it rolls now cuz there's not trenches that drug it to that place. They're not they might not be ready to get rid of that car. Mm-hmm. But they might know somebody that has a car that they are willing to get rid of or mm-hmm. They may give you knowledge and down the road realize, well, I'm not going to do nothing with it. And you're the only one that's there, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they don't have kids or their kids just don't have a passion for cars or, you know, it, there's something you can learn from everybody. Right. Um, I mean, even we, you know, in reference in that, you know, we're talking younger generation to older generation, but there's stuff that the younger generation can also teach the older generation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not an age thing in this culture. Right. There's, you know, guys out there like Gene Winfield that are very, very knowledgeable, would fit the older generation category. Mm-hmm. Um, still to this day, building cool shit. <laughs> but then there's guys, you know, Chad Stroop, Carl Fisher, uh, Corey Wheat. I mean, there's a whole bunch of young guys that yeah. would fit in our generation that could teach and do teach. Carl Fisher's going overseas somewhere to do a chop class. Like, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that being said is... When you get around these people, even if you think you know everything, keep an ear open. Mm -hmm. Don't be done learning because everyone can share. And it might not be that you don't know how to do something. It might just be a different way to do something Mm -hmm. that accomplishes the same goal, but maybe it's quicker or maybe it's easier. Maybe they've figured out that this is the way they like to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe their results are better with less 
finishing. Mm-hmm. You know, a, there's a lot of chopped cars out there. But if there's a technique on how to roll a sail a sail panel that you didn't think of, well, you just save, you know, 10, 20 hours rolling a panel out. You know, you welded it up and you beat it to fit. Well, <laughs> maybe there's a way to do that without having to beat it to fit for 20 extra hours. Right. You know, there's there's so many things that we can learn from each other and... There's so many stories out there that if we don't reach out and connect these people, those stories are going to die. They're never going to be heard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what? And there's some there's some people out there that don't have anyone to tell the stories to. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you do. Yeah. Call me. I'll listen. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love hearing how it happened back in the day. Mm-hmm. I love hearing, you know, what got you into this? What what makes you want to continue to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh a lot of this car car stuff is insanity. <laughs> you know, I working on stuff, I'll never do this again. I'll do it again right now. <laughs> right know? back at it. You know, uh uh, you know, it, it's it's funny the stuff, and it's you laugh about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. But like while you're working on it, this piece of yeah, yeah, you know, and you're 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 creating new words to mm. talk crap to this car, <laughs> and then it gets done. It's like, whew, okay, I almost lost my cool there for a second. Like <laughs> there's a ten millimeter wrench stuck in the drywall on the other side of the shop, but whew, almost lost my cool. Mm-hmm. Well. And then you roll the garage door down, you go in the house, you come back out the next day and you do it again because that's what it is. It's cheaper than therapy. And on that note, when we did the conversion on the motorcycle, that was the first thing that we ever worked on together. Mm -hmm. And there were some times where I could have sworn that you um, just – pushed it out the garage and let it scrape down the driveway because of the amount of noise that was coming out of the garage. And I didn't fully understand that. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that might not fully understand it. But then when, I mean, obviously when I went out there and started helping you, it started to click for me, but it clicked the most for me when we were working on the 54. I ripped my nail off and said every cuss word under the sun and we were right back out at the very next day. But I had so much stress relief in that two weeks that we were working on it. I didn't care that we weren't able to work on it in our own shop. I still had a blast going over and working on it together and, you know, having your parents right there bouncing ideas off your dad and everything like that. It was, it makes sense. And, you just got to get out there and do it and it will click and it might not be for everybody. You might just no. be, you know, there's plenty. And I know, especially in this, in this culture, there's a lot of women out there that are, you know, I love cool cars. I just want to drive them or be in them. Great. You're still part of it. Oh yeah. Me, 
I I want my working hands. I want those those what do you call them? The new mechanic hands where it's grease and grime and you know I I like to get my hands dirty in it and that's what excites me about it. But whatever aspect of it excites you, there's there's a rhyme and reason to it. I feel and I don't know. I I get the whole want to throw that. You don't want to throw a 10 millimeter, though, because that'll get lost. Oh, <laughs> well, you can't find it. So yeah, that's You can't true. throw it. But, and, and, that's, and that's a good point is, you know, the, the women or maybe the women's die hard in it. And the guy's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to support you. Mm-hmm. You know, go out, hang out with your, your car person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not gender specific. I mean, there's badass girls that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, they're impressive work. There's girls that literally I just want to show up and win a pinup championship. Yeah. I want to drive cool stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. But be out there to a point. If if your your husband or wife is in the garage and they're cussing and screaming, mm-hmm. probably like push the door open and like peek your head out before you just run out there and start asking questions because sometimes it is frustrating. Mm -hmm. But if it's a calm, cool, collect, you know, then and they're trying to figure something out, your, in quotation marks, stupid comment or stupid idea might not be stupid. I feel like I say that sometimes. I got a stupid idea. Well, and that's, <laughs> but it's it's another way of looking at it, mm-hmm. and you know the same with you know more more the the quote is more guys, but it's more car people need to spend more time in a garage together mm-hmm. because you're looking at it from one perspective. Mm-hmm. someone standing on the other side of the car might be like, well, it's never going to go down. That bolt's there. Right. You know, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're trying to do something and you're thinking it's got to go this way. But somebody else might be like, well, can't we, can't we shove the chassis in the other way? Right. Or, you know, wouldn't it be easier to just do that? Yeah, well, of course it would be easier to do that. Why didn't I think of that? Well, because mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at it from whether it's a an actual perspective or just another thought process. Right. And I, I feel like sometimes, too, because I don't know a whole lot about any of this, really. It's kind of, you know, you're teaching me as we go along. But it's also great for me, somebody that doesn't know a lot. You know, you're looking at something and you're trying to figure it out. And I see the wheels turning in your head and I'll be like, you know, well, stupid question, but like, why aren't you doing it this way? Or what if you did it this way? And you've already thought of that. You've already walked through that process and you're like, okay, well, come and look at it from my angle and you'll see why we can't do it that way. Or, okay, we'll start it that way, but then here's a way that I thought of that's going to finish it off. And I feel like whether you know a little bit or you know it all, I feel like everybody needs to come together because the people that know only a little bit are going to learn or come up with that brand new idea that's going to make it work a thousand times easier. And that's, that goes back to everyone can contribute, Mm -hmm. you know, younger generation, older generation. I mean, little kids, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you're struggling for something and little kid walks by and goes, Hey, 
why don't you plug those lights in? Those lights will probably work. <laughs> you know, and that's mm-hmm. you get you get in a rhythm and you skip something that is stupid or silly mm-hmm. and you're back at the back end of the trailer and you got your four ways on and you're cussing and turn the time saying, Oh, well, it's it's not gonna work. Right. <laughs> There's no wiring, you know. <laughs> or or you know, uh the taillights on dad's truck. You know, we we put them on and they they don't work. And it's mm-hmm. like well, and I rewired the you know, using the wire that was there, I've rewired them twice. Mm-hmm. Disconnected swap wires, same thing. Disconnect, swap the wires back, same thing. I'm like, how is that even a thing? Mm-hmm. And it ended up being a ground. Yeah. You know, dad drilled, scuffed up the paint, drilled the hole out. We screwed the light back on, and now all of a sudden it works correctly. It's like, wait a second. Like, mm-hmm. so that's not even a, you know, that that's sometimes the silliest and also... If you're very knowledgeable, which I'm not saying I am very knowledgeable. I have more knowledge than, you know, you do. But sometimes you overthink the simple stuff because it can't be that. Well, it 100% can be just like the ground problem. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it grounds through the light. Mm -hmm. It's bolted. That's a ground. Like there's no, how is that not a thing? Well, we didn't know that the guy painted the bracket. Right. So. Now the bare hole that should have been there was painted over mm-hmm. and it's not making a good ground. So it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not, uh, sometimes it's silly, you know, things that, you know, I can't be that. Well, it, it can be. Right. Sometimes it is that simple. Mm-hmm. Other times it's not, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, and also walking away from a project. Yes. You know, if if you're staring at something for 30 minutes and nothing's clicking, mm-hmm. go grab an adult beverage or a water or a Gatorade, whatever your drink of choice is, mm-hmm. and come back out. Stare at something else. Yeah. And just like looking for that tool that you had in your hand five minutes ago, mm-hmm. you'll never find it. But once you start looking for a different tool, You'll find 14 of them that you couldn't <laughs> find, so you went and bought another one. Yeah. You know, and that's why we have such big toolboxes because, <laughs> you know, you know you have one, but you can't find it. So yeah. did somebody borrow it? Did I lose it? Did it break? Do I not remember it breaking? So you go buy another one. And then when you're putting that one away, you <laughs> find the one that you were looking for because – I know where I left it. Well, you did leave it in there. You just didn't see it. Yeah. And the same with problems. You know, mm-hmm. I know how to fix this. Right. Well, it's it's not there. Yeah. But. So, well. with that being said. <laughs> and don't forget to go to Throttle Addict and using the code word Hot Rod, you can save 15% off, which we actually need to do again because... I love my shirt, my <laughs> Marilyn Monroe shirt. She's all tatted. I love it. But they got some cool uh, shirts, men, wear women. Some sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's they a have good cool idea. flannels, too. Yeah, they do. And also, uh, make sure that you go check out Swap It Fast. Boop, boop. <laughs> the link is in our link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is free to be a buyer. They have awesome packages going on right now for sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I believe they're also doing a promotion right now that you actually get more. Yeah. Um, so make sure you go check it out. Show them some support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you see, we're going to be at Maltry f- the April 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, we'll both be in the same booth. Stop by, tell them that you heard it on us. I heard it on the Hot Rod Hangout podcast. Say hey to me. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, Ashley will be there. Uh, my mom and Ashley will be there Saturday. Yep. So looking forward to that trip. My dad will be, he's riding up with me uh, bright and early in the morning on Thursday. <laughs> and then also, uh, we still have the pre order going on until mm-hmm. March 1st. Yes. It is a pre order. We'll order the shirts March 1st. First, yes, and then they come to our house, and then we will ship them to you. Yes, if you're local, we'll even deliver them. <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, thank y'all guys again yes. for all the support, and y'all have a wonderful day. See ya. <laughs>